What's your favorite song on the faculty soundtrack? Do you struggle with frizzies? Have you ever seen your parents naked? It's 90s commercials this week on Why Do You Know That? Why do you know that? The podcast that wants to know why you know so much about that very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. How's your week? Good. I really liked you were, um, I liked your uh, very specific. That was, I like the enunciation on very. Uh, I mean, that's what this is. If it was a script, I'd put very in italics there in order to get that. You know him from UCB and JFL. Please welcome Frank Garcia Hale. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. The topic of uh, our pod today, which is 90s commercials, which mm-hmm. is really become sort of late 80s, early 90s commercial because Correct. there's so much overlap in yeah. the way that things used to run and were presented maybe compared to today. But we're just going to call it 90s commercials um, because we were watching a ton of videos before this and oh boy, yeah. we the times have changed. <laughs> I just want to thank Frank and any future guest who uh, comes with a topic that allows me to watch so much trash on YouTube for so many hours. Yeah. That's all I do. This is just like what I, that's taking up most. I know it's, uh, you, you would think it'd be being a new father, but no, it's not. It's just you know, you can trash on YouTube. You can have facets. You right, can have different. Yeah. I guess I could, yeah. Do but. you ever look at your YouTube, like, recommended for you and just think, what am I doing? Yeah, and well, because, like, you know, we, we do sketch and stuff. You're always looking up other stuff, like mm-hmm. dumb stuff. Uh, I wrote something that had to involve Mama's Family, which I think is an excellent 80s sitcom. Absolutely. But, but because I was looking for specific clips, now my recommended is just like flooded with Mama's Family mm-hmm. stuff, which isn't bad, but it's at the same time, it's just like, oh, that just ruined my uh, algorithm of like like music and stuff that yeah. I was like kind of want to have Oh, yeah. I, I had one recently that was... Um, the name of it was Karen's USA Adventures was the name of the channel. And it's a British woman who was, it was her Tokyo Disneyland shopping haul. And I understood because I watch a lot of like theme park history kinds of things. But this was just a those. woman who was going through all this stuff she bought from Tokyo Disneyland. But here's the thing. She didn't go she paid a private shopper in Tokyo <laughs> to go buy her things. And this video was just her opening them. And no! just, yeah. Just going, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So excited. <laughs> and I watched the whole thing. Oh, my watched God. Watched the whole thing. Oh, my God. This was my reaction. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to picture, like, having the money to say, go buy me these things so then I can have the pleasure of filming myself opening them. And it was a good camera too. So, And also Karen's USA Adventures, but she's British ordering from uh, Tokyo. So there's so many layers to this. Yeah, there was no adventure. All right, I'm going to start with a quote. I'm going to create kind of a salon atmosphere, if you will. Yeah. Just to really get the ball going on this. Uh, Shays. (laughs) <laughs> please help yourself to a tea sandwich yeah. i have a fan <laughs> <laughs> very good um okay marshall McLuhan. i think that's how you say his name or McLuhan. i don't know somebody tell me somebody tweet at us about it he's a canadian philosopher uh whose work uh basically founded the study of media theory he has a quote where he once said advertising is the greatest art form of the 20th century discuss no. 
<laughs> no, he's wrong. No, sorry. Um, impressive um, feat, I guess I would call good advertising. Sure. Um, I don't know if something that is, I feel like commercials are essentially trickery. Oh, yeah. So, to, so yeah. So, to say something that is manipulation and trickery and meant to do nothing but sell Stretch Armstrongs or his dog Fetch Armstrong can't be really, <laughs> you can't put that up with like, you know. I was trying to think of that movie <laughs> that Meryl Streep did with the dingo. Oh. Oh. It's not Kangaroo uh, Jack. No, it's a different movie. <laughs> yes, that would be great. But we can, yeah, we'll use Kangaroo Jack as the example, though. Like, not everything's art the way Kangaroo Jack was. Right. Something is just a rapid yeah. kangaroo. Commercials are parading as art, but it's really just, hey, kids, bother your parents. But then some people would argue that art is manipulation. Okay, yeah. To make you feel like to give you emotions, and that some art uh, is purposely done for. Manip- uh, uh, emotional manipulation. That's why I don't watch Queer Eye. Oh, really? I find it emotionally manipulating. It same really with, is. Same with um, Extreme Home Makeover. Mm-hmm. Any of those shows, I I feel like I'm just immediately like, there's producers that cast these people that know that that exactly. know what they're doing. Yeah. This is why I like House Hunters and House Hunters International because <laughs> it's. 20 minutes of watching one couple where they've already definitely predetermined which home they're going to buy. And it's just watching them ask a poor realtor to with an oh, insane yeah. list of demands. And they're always garbage, too. And, <laughs> yeah, and they're just garbage people. Who they're are, really terrible people. It's just always a wife who's like, I want five bedrooms, four baths, a pool, and I want it for $200,000 in America. And then a husband's like, I just want a man cave. I just want to get away <laughs> oh, from everybody. They always want a man cave. And, yeah, then, right. and then a realtor who's like, well, they have a long list, but we're going to see what we can do. And their right. mouth is saying it, but their eyes are saying, what's wrong with these people? Mm-hmm. But it's the exact same formula every time, and there's no way they're manipulating me. They're, they're, they're not manipulating me into a happy ending because I already know they that they got a house and that it's one of the three. Right. And, like, we don't love the Venetian pillars. Yeah. But yeah. We'll exactly. make do yeah. on our island. The, right. Yeah. The, <laughs> the kitchen is small, but we just happened to pull out 200 grand for renovations. So it's going to be fine. Yeah. We're going to have to go a little over our budget, but I mean, I guess we'll have to fix that faucet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no manipulation there. It's just uh, 20 minutes of mindlessness. Mm-hmm. It's like perfect background noise. Uh, you can literally do anything yeah. while it's happening. Yeah, it's all happening. I watched in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, it's all like I like was HGTV and stuff like that because it's just like is, I don't have to think. I don't really have to. Is yeah. that the station that has Trisha Yearwood's Country Kitchen? I don't remember seeing that. Mine. Well, that you like missed a, out. That seems yeah. like a Food Network thing. Oh, uh, you're probably right. I just well, home <laughs> garden, sure. kitchens in the home. No, I make. So- no, it's I get it. I'm it. not. You're cooking it's from the garden. You're not wrong, Steve. You're not wrong. Um, to it's probably that. Food Network, but um, yeah. it's great because she, um, you know, shows what she likes to cook for her husband Garth Brooks, and ends every episode singing a song. Aww. Yeah, usually it's one of hers. <laughs> <laughs> Right. What a great excuse to he's do your like, own shit. He's like, sweetie, can I join in? No. no baby, please. <laughs> baby, please let me on your show. Baby, 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 <laughs> baby. Reese Witherspoon, walk the line. There you go. <laughs> so, Frank. Uh-huh. Can 
90s commercials. Mm -hmm. Why do you know that? Why this topic? Yeah, this topic specifically um, because I was very much an indoor kid. Uh, I was born in 82. So, like, you know, the prime time for my TV watching definitely was that, you know, the 80s and 90s. And uh, my mom, I was raised by a single mother um, and she worked a lot. So, uh, when I was old enough, I would stay home a lot. And of course, I'd just stay in and watch TV. But uh, my great grandmother sometimes would uh, babysit me, but she didn't really speak English uh, that well. And like, you know, I didn't know that much Spanish. And like, so we would like kind of uh, talk to each other, but not much. So, the only thing that we had like that we could do together was just watch TV. So, we watched a lot of TV. And then my grandparents would watch me a lot. Uh, and then, of course, you know, they're older, and all they want to do is just, you know, chill and just watch TV. So I was watching a lot of TV uh, from a very early age. It's like, rather than kind of going outside and being active, it was just a fat kid who, you know, uh, loved watching TV. So uh, I, a lot of that retained, you know, I, I and I would uh, record everything on VHS tapes, too, you know, like even the commercials. I wouldn't pause it, at, you know, or anything, just let it run. And uh, so even when I'd watch those tapes back, you know, it just kind of gets in your memory, it gets in your mind. And uh, fast forward to years later with the invention of YouTube uh, and people having this maybe same background who just like love these things, they have these VHS tapes, so they upload them. Um, and I, uh, you don't necessarily have to do this, uh, but if you're under the influence of some kind, mm. and you mm. go back, it's like time travel. Sure. Yeah, it really is. It's like time travel. You're like, oh shit, I remember that. And I know that nostalgia is dangerous and I know that it cannot, it's not a good thing to really kind of relive your past. However, it can be a blast if you're just kind of doing it for fun, mm -hmm. you know, just being like, oh shit, I remember this commercial. Um, yeah, and I uh, recently, because of like, I couldn't take certain meds because of uh, it affecting, um, like it gave me chest pain. So then like the alternative was uh, CDB and THC products, you know, for this. And so I would, you know, be chilling and, you know, just taking this and then being like, I'm just going to go down this uh, rabbit hole. And one of my favorite channels was that, uh, was it uh, 80s, let me get the right one. So you can look it up, uh, 80s Commercial Vault. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's a it's a channel called '80s Commercial Vault, and they just upload anywhere from like five minutes to maybe an hour's worth of commercials with bumpers, TV bumpers. Mm -hmm. And so you can pick literally any year. Uh, even sometimes they're specific to like like I grew up south of Dallas, so if I type in Dallas '80s commercials, something to show like Dallas like um, local commercials uh, with the the national commercials. So then you'd be like, oh shit, I remember watching Ghostbusters on ABC in the late '80s, and actually kind of recalling seeing these commercials during that movie break, you know. Hey now, kids, come get around. See what just skip in the town. So skip it, skip it. Jump to hop hop, skip it, skip it, skipping and a screaming and a bop to bop. But the very best thing of all, there's a counter on this ball. So try to beat your very best score. See if you can jump a whole lot more. Skip it, skip it. Come on, everybody, skip it. Roaring good fun from Tiger Toy. But the way he just that passion he puts it. But the very best thing of all. Yeah, yeah. he then gave it like, everything. It's like that guy's from Dishwall. I don't know. It just like yeah. sounds like a very, <laughs> you know, like it, it sounds very specific to that era. I was thinking like the Dishwall guy okay. or somebody like I don't know. Why I keep thinking Dexter Freeman because it's like that or Nev or I don't know if you remember these. But they're very like short lived. They might have uh, appeared on the I Know What You Did Last Summer soundtrack. That, mm -hmm. kind of, that kind of band. I have that mm -hmm. CD. 
I believe Dishwalla was on the faculty. Yes. Um, but they might have been on. They were I know what probably you did last a lot of yeah. those like uh, Kevin Williamson mm -hmm. or you know inspired films uh, or the ones that he did. The, the post scream. Yes, post scream. Uh, the irony uh, era of horror, um, <laughs> if you will. Horrony. Horrony. <laughs> I think Don't just, make you horny, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Speaking of 90s references. There you go. I was kind of looking for stuff that felt like, as I was watching these ads, I was like, oh, am I going to hear anything that is so specific to the era that it makes me gasp? And there was a McDonald's commercial that I don't have to say where they say the phrase, the ozone layer. And I went, oh. Oh. Like as as just a as a concept and phrase. Just oh I yeah. Think at this point, climate change is so fucked that it's just like yeah, shit's melting. Uh, we need to build floating cities. Uh, stat. Like there's no there's there's no getting around the idea of the ozone layer. We're not. Yeah, you have yeah. to protect the ozone. Well, in the late '80s, they made a huge push because I remember on network television they had uh, a, a like uh, like Earth Day special where mm -hmm. like they had I remember. Uh, uh, Doc Brown from uh, Back to the Future, where he talked about like how the future in the future that he went to, uh, it's beautiful on the rivers, that, but we have to do something now. You know, it was like one of those. Things. I believe those kinds of episodes were um, because there were tax incentives, like mm. through the government. Uh, the other uh, thing, and I don't know if this is quite a jingle, mm -hmm. but it definitely stuck with me because it's such a unique and weird. It's the um, uh, the uh, Nestle Alpine White commercial. Oh, I don't know if you yeah. saw that one. I'm gonna play this one right is now. I have thoughts. Yeah. Sweet dreams you can't resist. N -E -S -T -L -E -S. A dream as sweet as this. N -E -S -T -L -E -S. Creamy Dreamy makes the very best. N -E -S -T -L -E -S. Sweet dreams you a weird one because of the juxtaposition between this like a uh, very wrought romantic yes. jingle and then the, the imagery of they're on candy bars I, yeah. I get it because white chocolate is decadent mm. it's it's um it's different it's <laughs> sorry <laughs> i just feel like no i get it alpine and I now you know it. how to spell a uh, nestle that's my problem though is they do not refer to themselves as nestle's <laughs> yeah, Nestle's. <laughs> they even say nestle makes the very best yeah, so nestle's. they didn't even say nestle's makes the nestle. very best they just add that s there and i have a problem with that this oh. one is such a weird crossover of like both perfume yes ads, exactly and they've got a figure skater going and this uh you it's know, a calvin klein influence right yeah this swiss looking guys definitely get a banger and it's like <laughs> well this is it's a very white -y, chocolate? yeah yes, it does like there's such a disconnect for me i did i disagree i think white chocolate is the most decadent of chocolate <laughs> and i think this is the most decadent of 90s commercials you know you have a point because dark chocolate was not a thing really no not yet. yeah it was just like milk Hershey chocolate bars, mm. and then white chocolate which is not chocolate uh yes. that will be a fun fact to uh uh rock bands um uh, uh faith no more uh, there's a there's footage of them uh, online uh, covering this song at one of their concerts. Really? Yeah. If you look it up, uh, look up Faith No More, and um, I guess I don't know if, what the name of the song, but I guess like Nestle Alpine White, 
and uh, they sing it live. And I think most of the audience is confused at what the fuck this is. Um, the uh, other, Sorry. Oh, no. I was going to bring up uh, maybe my favorite. or I don't know if it's my favorite, but I think it is the most ubiquitous 90s jingle, which is... It doesn't matter what comes. Fresh goes better in life. With mental fresh and full of life. Nothing gets to you. Staying fresh, staying cool. With mental fresh and full of life. The Mentos thing reminds me of a few things. It reminds me of Brittany Murphy and Clueless mm. singing along with it mm -hmm. um, as a way to show that, like, she's still who she is. Um, and two, it's just such a catchy jingle, and it is it is all jingle, and then the weirdest stories in those Mentos ads. Oh, yeah. Where it's just like, hey, some shit happened to you? Have a Mentos. Like, that's what everyone... They figure it out. Yeah. I feel like... And I could be only thinking of that specific Mentos commercial we just watched, but I feel like every Mentos commercial problem, the answer was always go around it or yeah. like just, just pick the simpler way. You don't need Mentos. It, to me, Mentos was like, take a Mentos and then you're just going to make everything way too complicated. It's yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be for mental clarity, but yeah. like, cause that guy who like the one Is with it? the Is bench. Is that called Mentos? Oh, Oh my God, we just made a breakthrough here. Like it's called Mentos because it gives you mental clarity wow. to, to tackle your day, to right. tackle your night. We're not mm. even high. Um, but like that guy, the one commercial where he's on a bench, like he like gets a paint on himself and then yes. he decides to like, oh, I'll just make it a pinstripe suit. He shows up to that job interview, like what the fuck are you doing? This yeah. guy showed up with paint on his suit. Like he painted the pinstripes on his yeah. suit. I'm not gonna hire this no. man. No, yeah. I would. It, I would the whole interview. I'd be like, I can't wait for this to be over so I can say goodbye, then go right. out into the the bullpen exactly. and make an be announcement. Like, Everybody, come listen to this did story. You, <laughs> did you see this shit? He was literally covered you, in wet paint. You, you saw him, right? You let him in. Why would you let him in? You did saw. He, did he think he was tricking us, Charlotte? I need to go over this again with right. you, just so yeah. you know. So don't let anyone into my office. If they've got paint on themselves. And they're holding Mentos. Yeah. Just don't let them in. Uh, also in that commercial, it's like the man who painted the bench is like right there going like, buddy, what are you doing? Yeah. And then as I'm trying to paint here. Yeah. And then as he rolls over and creates the pinstripe suit, the painter guy is like, hey, that's a good idea. But he doesn't help him. He's just like, I see what you're doing. He tips his hat. Guy. He tips his painter's hat. Which I guess, well, what else would you do in that situation? But it, it, that to me doesn't seem to jive with like the mental clarity of it all too. Like what you're going yeah, for you're... is, hey, things are going to be fine because you took a Mentos. You think that the painter guy would be the one? Yeah. Like it's so refreshing that it just clears everything up. I feel, the, I feel like yeah. the commercial's telling me the opposite. I feel the commercial is telling me want to make your solutions convoluted take a mentos if he didn't take a mentos he would have called the interviewer and said i've had a little bit of a mishap um is there any way we can push this 20 minutes uh i walked past a painting situation and i just need to run and i want to see that scene suits. steve i want to see that with you like just kind of being the guy like being like i'm so sorry no, I want it to be a commercial that's seven minutes long. Seven minutes it's long. just him explaining what happened and the boss totally understanding. Um, uh, uh, there are um, times when, uh, like, I was watching things and 
like stuff that I didn't even realize was still in my brain somewhere mm-hmm. just popped out like a this is jingle related but um uh, it was a Fruity Pebbles Christmas commercial. Yes. And when Barney said, ho, 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 I'm ha, ha, hungry. hungry. Just like, Santa, I, said it, my I, pebbles. I said it out loud. And I don't know the last time I've heard this commercial. But yeah. it's so ingrained. It's, uh, I'm gonna yeah. Play it. Those commercials were weird because like, in it it forced a conflict that didn't exist in the show because yep. they're best friends they're best buds mm-hmm. but in because the the nature of serial commercials like they have to have an antagonist right yes. like so then all of a sudden keeping the cereal from someone. fred is such a bastard he doesn't give this the cereal to his best fucking friend on christmas no and then santa has to tell him like no fred <laughs> Sharing Fred. Happy holidays, pal. Oh, Fred. Fruity and Cocoa Pebbles cereals, part of this nutritious breakfast. <laughs> I'm not pro Fred in this, but I will say this: Barney is trying to deceive. True. He and is. you know, if if somebody came to my house and I was eating Fruity Pebbles, <laughs> I'd be like, "Yes, here, have some." If you tried to sneak, sneak down my in, chimney and yeah. deceive me for them, I would be mad too. Barney, he's just like so fucking pissed off too. He's like he so sounds like. Mad. <laughs> I wonder, well, like you know, like, you know how much cereal costs, right, buddy? Like I think they still still air this commercial. Like it's one of those yeah. that you were talking about that they just like some commercials, like the Cadbury, mm-hmm. uh, the Ed, egg commercial, M&Ms like M&Ms with Santa, right? Yeah, yeah. They do exist. Yeah. yeah, I think Billy West is the guy. Who yeah, because it was. He must still be getting like one cent checks. Every yeah, definitely. Well, he gets a one cent one cent checks for a lot of things because yes. Billy West like voices <laughs> so much because it was John Lovitz at first that was the voice of uh, the that Eminem and then uh, Billy yeah. West took over. Oh, you're right. I think I, I, if I remember right. And J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, the, but he still plays the yeah. yeah. After like Whiplash and shit, he's just still like, "I'll be the yellow Eminem," yeah. and it's like, "What?" <laughs> And I, I guarantee you he has nephews or grandkids or there are children in his life who everything J.K. Simmons has done pales in comparison to... Oh, yeah, to they do not give Uncle a shit. J.K. is the red M&M. It's like spi- it's <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Peanut. Yeah. Yeah, the peanut. He's, 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 it's Spider-Man and the yellow M&M. Yeah. He's the yeah. horny M&M, yeah. I think. No, that's the green. No, green's horny. No, green, green is, is the horny. horny. Are they horny for the green one? I would assume so. I don't That's know. Right. What, is, is she horny? If if it was a if the green M and M was a male, would we be sitting here being like, oh, how horny? Or is it because <laughs> a female is expressing her sexuality and desires that we say that this is strange? You're right. I'm gonna just something to shift about. my gaze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the conversation that convinced you. Yep. You're I right. Would love. I, I'm I'm leaving now. Then I'm going think, to. What do you think of a party? That's just all the people who host the who voice the M and M's. Because Vanessa Williams is the brown. Oh right, yeah. Um, J.K. Simmons, David Cross. Yeah, Um, that could just be a fun improv show. I think it would sound a little something (laughs) like this. (laughs) Oh my God! Break out a suitcase. Yeah, I just brought out props. He's still put on that wig. It's been five minutes. Hold on, I I got it. Uh, there are so many food commercials. I want to pull up. I want to come back to so many of these because. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot. There's yeah, I sent many. you a 
a shit ton here. No, I mean, it's it's beyond also what you said. There's so many where I was like, oh, I remember this, and then I went down my own wormhole. Yeah, um, it's so hard. But before we do that, I feel like it's also imperative to uh, talk about Mac Tonight, which I feel like yes. is also a huge, huge, huge 90s thing, oh, which yeah. I feel like they, there's a lot of lore around that, and it's just mm-hmm. crazy to me that they would use Mac the Knife, the song, yep. as a way to sell cheeseburgers. Oh, and then uh, also, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I'm sure you'll probably bring this up of who played. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but go ahead. No, 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 you go. When the clock strikes half past six, babe, time to head for clips of this as a child and just being like who is that man as a moon with sunglasses trying to sell me fucking french fries like it scared me as a kid and then years later he would scare you uh in pan's labyrinth (laughs) there you go now that is a seg that's Uh, what we call a good ass seg right there or he would scare you by being horny in shape of water correct because uh it's actor doug jones yeah really yep yes the same Um, man who's in all of guillermo del toro's films playing Mm -hmm tall creepy guys yeah he's got the like yeah all the the crouchiness you can see it in in that mac tonight i didn't know he's been been for a long time for so long yeah Yeah. he's Um, been this is gonna come off as a brag and it should because it's (laughs) i am uh but in college i was in a production of three penny opera which uh opens with mac the knife and the first day of rehearsal is when I found out that Mac the Knife was Mac Tonight. Yep. I was like, oh my God, the Mac Tonight song is in this. I, I discovered it way too late, way too late, because I yeah. knew it as that for so long. And then I was like, I think it probably was college or something like that, where uh, it was Jackie's sister who told me. No, <laughs> but like, I, yeah, no, but I, I really did like discover too late. It's like one of those things where you're like, oh. I'm stupid. Yeah. Why did I not realize There's this? There's a lot of stuff I watched on The Simpsons first. And oh, yeah. And the Simpsons oh, yeah. joke yeah. way before I realized, oh, that's a reference. Oh, at least oh. once a week that'll happen. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that, The Simpsons didn't create that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also crazy that they, like, wanted the, uh, you know, the Mac Tonight Man, the Moon Man. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? I'm looking it up real quick. It can't be Moon Man. He's, it, that is not his It's actor. not his name. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 oh God, it's Mac. I thought it, it was Mac. Mac. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah, you're right. Oh. It, it's Mac tonight. Yeah. It's Mac tonight. Uh, but in my head, it was Scary Moon Man because that's how I know him as a child. Um, but he is like, that character, like playing that piano on top of a big floating cloud while like fries and burgers are flying out was supposed to like garner this cult like following. Um, and they like compared it to Max Headroom, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Which is another, yeah, because Max Headroom was Pepsi. Which one was? I can't remember at the time because that was another show I watched a lot as a kid. I had the sleeping bag, the Max Headroom sleeping bag, to brag to. Um, I um, I have a fun story. Um, you know what? Second Sarah Michelle Geller reference here on uh, the episode for me, but 
she her she was sued by McDonald's when she was a child because she was the spokesperson for Burger King commercials. She did a ton of Burger King commercials that straight up just ragged on McDonald's. That were just like, we're better than McDonald's. They're food. I remember shit. that. Yeah. I've seen that recently yeah. in one of these 80s compilations. Mm-hmm. Oh McDonald's my God. I tried to sue her. Sue her? Yeah. The actor. I mean, a kid. McDonald's was like, fuck you. We're going to well, take down a child. Maybe they threatened or something like maybe, that. Maybe. What, what if you find out that, like, Sarah Michelle Gellar just happened to be like at a Burger King loudly talking shit about McDonald's and they're like, we gotta get this kid on camera. We already did skip it, uh, but I'm going to play one for Talk Boy. I love this one. Yes! Now you can be as clever as Kevin with Tiger's new Talk Boy tape recorder. Stop drooling on me! Stop drooling on me! It even has speed control. Hi kids, we're home early. Hi, kids. We're home early. Tiger's new Talkboy tape recorder comes with audio cassette. Come on! Hiya, pal. Look for Home Alone 2, available now on video. Even in the movie, it's like, howdy-do. <laughs> like, it's like, what? Slow, like, slowing down recorded audio does not make it sound like... Like an weird. actual adult, yeah. It's like... Credit card, you got it. But even just coming home, you're like, hi, kids. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what is specifically, what is specific toy of the time? Somebody's listening to this and be like, that's what I sound like. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey, I can't help it. I sound like this. Do I come to your house <laughs> yeah. and how you sound? Simpsons um, callback. Love it. <laughs> God, I wanted a talk boy so fucking bad. I had one. I had to really beg for it. And I, I remember my mom, like, we had it on layaway because that's what uh, poor people do. Uh, but yeah, it was like we go to Walmart uh, in September, you know, and you just put it on layaway. And then, like, come Christmas, if you're lucky, you get it. You know, sure. uh, if they got that bonus check, then you're like, yeah, you got that. But I remember having that and, like, uh, using it, just remember being like kind of disappointed by the fact. But so instead, I would just like record stuff from TV mm-hmm. and just like listen back to it. That's how I would listen to like uh, if I couldn't buy a CD or a tape, I would just tape MTV oh. and just listen to that, you know, or like off of uh, the you know the radio and just listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. I did that too. I would make mixtapes with um, a tape recorder on top of a clock radio, and especially if it was like every radio station has like a it's the top nine at nine kind of moment so i would just like play those through and then just like (laughs) be waiting to stop it when the commercials came so that i could have like a full mixtape and any night that my sister came in and just like barged in being like what are you doing i was like no you ruined the mixtape like freaking out fucking I did that for New Year's one year where I did a countdown of my own where it was songs that I liked. Oh, it was like it's like the top ten. <laughs> and it's like so oh with that talk with boy. The talk with boy. the talk boy. Well you looks like you found some good uses with it beyond, you know, yeah. children sneakery. You know, and then my future would be in radio, so uh yeah. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um that yeah, the talk boy, that one, that commercial is always like funny because like he's breaking up a you know a date or like they're about to get it on and he they're so stupid that they think that this thing is the also, parents. They gendered it because I remember there was a talk talk girl. girl yes, yeah, is the pink. Girls need the pink one. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a, a pretty big thing in the eighties and nineties too, where they would be very specific. Like because when my buddy 
was a huge thing. Then they had to have kid sister, yeah. right? You, That's what, yeah. yeah. Kid sister, and if you're a middle child with an older brother and a younger sister, then you don't get one. Yeah. Because... <laughs> You're like gets that's my it. Buddy. Liz gets kid sister. Well, I when the movie Child's Play came out, the original one, um, not the one that's coming up, of course. I <laughs> I but uh, yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, when Child's Play came out, I got terrified of mine, and I remember like drawing on its face and throwing it, and because uh, we lived in an apartment complex, and there was like this weird outside, um, uh, like closet thing, and I threw it in there. And my mom was like disappointed about the fact that I was going to play with this doll anymore. But then one of the kids who was in the like the apartment complex was really mean, oh, and he's like, oh. "Now you just pissed him off." <laughs> I was like really scared of it, like thinking <laughs> when I'd be in my bed, like that uh, this my buddy doll was going to come and get me. Yeah, child's play. I feel like my buddy would have had grounds for some sort of suit against child's play. I think they did get upset about it. I, I do remember reading. I think if you go to IMDb, I'm sure there's like some kind of fact yeah. about that. Um, my buddy has an, like that and kid sister have good, yeah. you know, my theme buddy. song. My, my buddy. buddy. Yeah. Uh, I also feel like I'm going to find it. There was the one. Ooh, where did it go? Um, there's the one commercial for uh what is it my pot there's a toy and it was hold on cool tools no we will come back to that one though um where is it uh magic potty baby oh my god like a peen doll yeah the the doll commercials are the best from that from late 80s to early 90s because they have so many specific uh like this one burps this one yeah i remember wanting some of them because i was just like that fucking spoon you feed them with is cool where does the pee go yeah yeah it just goes and the the trick is that it just goes right up into the spoon spoon. yeah yeah Yeah. i where did the baby bottle is empty now where's the boy version of that i'm gonna play this real quick because it's in its i'm gonna turn my computer around so you guys can see because it is plenty creepy magic potty baby your bottle's all done Help Magic Potty Baby learn to use her potty. Flush and you're ready for next time. Magic Potty Baby, I'm so glad that you're mine. Magic Potty Baby and her Magic Potty. No water, no mess. Batteries not included. No water, no water, no mess. <laughs> no, yeah, no water. <laughs> Boltmore. Um, it's why, I mean, looking at it, it's like obviously so incredibly sexist. But yeah. also just like the concept of this toy existing. Like, ah, the girls need something to play with. Uh, how about we make a doll that pisses herself and then they <laughs> clean it up? Like, what? In what world was somebody like, let's make the a whole, doll? I mean, like from the like, you know, uh, since dolls were created of just like it's conditioning girls to be become like, Nurtures, you know, care- yeah, exactly. Caretakers and like with like easy bake oven and all that stuff. It's like mm-hmm. very much geared towards of like, but like especially being like you want a baby you got to take care of a baby you know how to take care of a baby it's like very much like conditioning and it's really fucked up and i'm sure parents were like you want a baby that fucking pisses (laughs) sure (laughs) go crazy Uh, also i don't think i'll ever do drag but if i did i think my drag name will be magic potty baby there you go magic potty (laughs) baby I might even take out the baby and just make it Magic Potty. I think you should just do it once just to claim the name. Or like Magic La Potty. Sashi <laughs> UP. Uh. <laughs> um, I, 
There was one uh, commercial where it's like a baby doll, but like it crawls and then it falls down and it screams its ass off. Like it just like it screams very loud and it's very jarring. I can't remember the name of that one, but look it up. Good story, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play this Cool Tools one. Yeah, Cool Tools is like this is something a lot of kids. Dad, can you use your tools? No, but I got you some of your own. Cool Tools. These tools look real. Cool Tools. The look and the feeling. Cool Tools. Cool, cool, cool. Cool Tools. Ready for real metal tools? You can get Cool Tools. Keep them in your handy tool belt or in your Cool Tools toolbox. You got my tape measure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Cool tools. Tools, belt, and toolbox. Each sold separately. Batteries not included. What's funny about that commercial is that the dad gets busted for using his kid. Like, that's pretty embarrassing, right? <laughs> the dad, he's like, hey, you've got my uh, tape measure. He's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, things are not well at home, kid. <laughs> like, uh, don't tell your mom. Yeah, don't tell your mama. I needed to measure something that is less than two feet long <laughs> with a child's toy. I always Dad? my nephews my my nephew Logan is of the age his favorite things are like one year all he wanted was a pretend power drill to just walk around and zzz. then he and wanted, kill people with yeah and yep. kill yeah. with it um, just you know, <laughs> yeah de- playing Dexter yeah. It. <laughs> Um, and then he really wanted a broom that was on his Christmas to list to kill people yep. with. But I've always <laughs> just been just go to people yeah. lobotomies. <laughs> Uh, he loves to shovel and rake, just any to kill people, mm-hmm. um, to shovel to bury the graves. Yeah. But just like I've always, I've never been attracted to these kinds of toys that oh, are yeah. mundane. Like I've it's never like, wanted why a would I vacuum want? or like a mop or a shovel. Yeah. But yeah. like you can trick kids into shoveling the driveway by making it bright orange and being like no it's a toy that's the greatest trick that adults ever played with being like isn't this toy fun Mm -hmm. now you can help out too Mm -hmm. and it's like you just want me to do chores yeah it does make me go like with something like an easy bake oven specifically like does that make people want to cook or does that just make people like like, like, where does that fall? In I'm sure case? that there is some cook. I mean, wasn't that a reference on Friends where it's like Monica becomes a cook because of like her easy bake oven or so? I, I don't yeah. remember, yeah. but like, I'm sure there is really a, a, a chef or a cook out there who's like, you know, yeah, I remember trying to make this stuff in my easy bake oven, and that's where, like, you know, that's where it happened, man. I remember making goo, warming it with a nightlight. And then making adults eat it. That was, you know, the version of that for boys was always the monster makers. Creepy crawlers. Yeah, creepy crawlers yeah. or any like the, the Frankenstein's laboratory type of things where it's just mm-hmm. always slime and you can build these monsters and creatures. Yeah. And it's like basically just easy bake oven. And but that just was for. My thing was like, well, I want to eat it. Yeah. Well, there was that one where you could oh, make, right. to you eat. Can yeah. make to eat. You could yeah. Yeah. You could. Edible, like, bugs I forgot which one that was called, but yeah. Um,. But, like, why can't I just make a fucking cookie? <laughs> I want to eat a cookie. <laughs> why why do it... only girls get to make a fucking cookie? Does, does everything I have to do have to be couched in the mm-hmm. mystery of horror? I just want to eat a chocolate yeah. chip cookie. <laughs> Luckily, they did, Easy Bake did a couple years ago. Maybe more than a couple, but they have a design that's gender neutral now. So. Yes. That's good. Yeah. Um, good on you. Uh Speaking of gender neutral, I feel like we are remiss if we don't point out the fashion commercials of yes. the early 90s. Yes, 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 yes. I'm going to play this one that I think is absolutely insane. Yeah. This is a Jordache commercial. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let it go. Yep, yep. 
Did you ever see your parents naked? Jordash basics. <laughs> I did, but it wasn't all that bad. I can't even think about mine. It's like they hit a certain age and bam, their skin doesn't fit anymore. My parents have never been really nude. Well, how do you think you got here? I don't know. I always thought I just hatched. <laughs> Tell me you just didn't say that. This is like post-reality bites. Like yeah. it's a very of that. It's Gen X. Like oh yeah, like fuck it, right? Like it's just so, there's like a very like anti-establishment, anti-adult. Uh, and you'll see this with the, some of the other commercials that I picked of like just like adults suck, man. But like this one specifically is so weird because like oh yeah, teens just hanging out and talking about like you know hey this is kind of edgy, right? Yeah. And then that one like Michael J. Fox looking kid who's just like I don't know, and I just hatched. Also, yeah, like, like what what purpose is that kid serving apart? Uh, he's just, to just prove, he's like, the it, dummy. Yeah, just so dumb though. It's and, like a backdoor pilot for like. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> For Five these, teens, the Jordash kids, Five yeah. teens hanging out on the hood of a car. Hey, the Jordash teens, yeah. yeah. What are they up to this week? And there's like the hot one, the pretty one, the dumbass. <laughs> and they do have like a series of commercials. If you look it up online, there's a series of Jordash commercials. That one just happened to be my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, because it's so dumb. But that's just like, there's a series of those Jordash commercials that are just like mind-blowing because it's supposed to be kind of like, it basically looks like a failed sitcom. Do you think that there is an Instagram post somewhere of the Jordash teens grown up, like reunited to take a pic? We should do that. Get a Pally Fest thing going where it's just like (laughs) one Pally Pally. Buzzfeed covers it. Which of the Jordash kids are you now? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm Egg Kid. (laughs) (laughs) There's also, I just want to say, like, like who starts a conversation that way? Like, you ever seen your parents naked? And then he tosses the like a peanut or something or like a shell. He's like, ever seen your parents naked? naked? Tossed. Well, that just shows he's just like, yeah, I'm cool. And then that one guy, he's just talking like this. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and the acting, there's so many pauses and awkward, like, could give him an, give him an hour to learn the script or something because <laughs> yeah. everyone is so hesitant with these lines here. Do I say it? Do I <laughs> like, yeah, go Johnny, just go. Okay. Okay. Tell me you didn't just say that. <laughs> Cut. Uh, we're gonna- and action. It's just silence. <laughs> action. Guys, action. Action. <laughs> Who, us? <laughs> I'm going to have you guys do it one more time. And, like, you know how you talk to people? Like, imagine you're doing that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got it. I got yeah. it this time. Okay, okay cool. Good. Yeah. And action. We go now? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's okay. You ever see your parents naked? Well, do I do something? Yeah, yeah no, you respond. <laughs> I'm just basically doing the Orson Welles, uh, <laughs> the the wine commercial. There's like, Valley, right? Yeah, he's like, do I do that? Like, <laughs> Did you know that that was inspired by the Jordash kids? It was. <laughs> yeah. yeah they like went back in time. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jordash teens. Teens, yeah. Um, there's also the, let me see if this will work. This is one of those Calvin Klein commercials with, uh, Shouts goes out to my man Calvin Klein, good looking out for the drawers. Not saying I would do another Fruit of the Loom commercial or nothing like that, because they don't make the hype shorts. These these are the 90s, man. They just fit good and they hold hold me snug. So if I'm about to go get some skins, I'm not going to put on like no silk underwear. Oh, she got freckles. 
Next question. No, the best protection against AIDS is to keep the Calvins on. Now that could definitely come between me and my Calvins. Do you have Calvin Klein underwear on? Jesus Christ. There's so many things that he said. I think, Calvin Klein's I think they, prevents AIDS. I think when they ran action, Mark Wahlberg just talked for four hours <laughs> and they just clipped together the best things. Like, I don't think they gave him a script at all. I think it is entirely He just, he improvised the whole thing. I think Mark Wahlberg thinks you know, keeping your underwear on is how you stop AIDS. You know, holds me snug. What is it with, okay, so this is the second commercial where the youth of the 90s thought you must be nude to have sex yeah mm. like my parents couldn't have conceived me because they've never been, they've naked. Never been naked i'm not going to uh get aids because <laughs> I keep i'm my wearing underwear Cal- on <laughs> also uh I keep my underwear just <laughs> thinking of marky mark just like really going to town but he's just keeping his underwear on <laughs> <laughs> also, just no. pumping and just oh, i fuck i fucked this so good with my underwear yeah, right. <laughs> i came so hard inside of my own underwear oh can you believe it you see what i just did Oh, I gotta wash this underwear now because they fucked us so good. <laughs> hey, stay safe. Keep your cream in your Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting eights. Their white comes white, it goes together. Um, the other thing is, like, Kate Moss is in it and she says nothing. nothing. She's topless, just like covering yep. herself up and. The only thing she did that for a good ten years. Oh yes, I mean the poor woman. There's like a runway ad, uh, or a runway fashion show from ninety two ish, ninety one ish. That's like, uh, who was it? I think it was Alexander McQueen or something like that. And I could have this, the designer totally wrong, but like she's basically wearing like a headband around her ass and mm. front area and around her vagina. Oh, I'll edit. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Uh, yeah, risky. Uh, but it's just basically like a, a bandana skirt. Mm-hmm. I put skirt in big quotes, and then she's just like holding herself topless and like seductively eating an ice cream cone, and okay. it's just such a display of like, look at this sixteen-year-old sex symbol. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking gross. She's like, but she was lactose shaking. intolerant, and she shit all over the stage. <laughs> Uh, that was a big thing in the 90s too it was like covering up your boobs like yes. that was like the the thing like yeah. Ooh, isn't this sexy I'm Janet covered. Jackson Janet Jackson El McPherson if you let them open sex could yeah. happen that's true you, s- you let the sex in yeah. I'm so sorry to bring up Sarah Michelle Gellar for a third time <laughs> yes no, you can bring her up as much as you want uh, she had Freddie a, Prince uh, Jr awesome guy yeah. met him yeah really <laughs> I'm, I he was on the uh, love Israel. He, he was uh, one of the hosts of the that uh, uh, first impressions, like, oh, that's uh, right. the show I did. Yeah, and he was the best. He seems like he'd be nice. He I bet great. he and Sarah Michelle are for real in love, and it'll last. I hope so. Um, Don't but she so. uh, she was in an SNL sketch for um, it was called Holding Your Own Boobs magazine, and that was the joke Holy was that um, everybody just, just goes to the boob. magazine to take photos of holding their own boobs. <laughs> Amazing. Um, it's just how do I not remember that? That one's such a just a gross commercial. Like in looking at it now, it's like yeah, it was supposed to be provocative. He goes, "You want to hear about that guy that I beat up?" Yeah, <laughs> like what? Oh no, no. You want to no. hear how about I'm a fucking racist? Yeah. Like just uh, it seems so misguided in looking at it now, and I feel like that's so much of what um, particularly '90s fashion commercials. One day I'm going to talk to a bear. Uh, I'm trying to find. There was one that I had, and then I think it. What's that fragrance you're wearing? Uh, 
make a statement without saying a word. I very much remember that commercial from MTV specifically. They aired that one a lot. I don't mean to sound like everybody's mother of the time, but what is that? Like, it's so weird to me that, like, I get, I mean, I know they're kind of selling a, a mood. They're selling, like, a style and a way of being. And she's supposed to be fun and fresh and sexy. And she's wearing satin gloves because for a very brief while, gloves were back. That was, yep. Um, that was sexy. It, yeah, and it plays into like the fuchsia coloring in the box, but it's still at the end of the day. I'm just going like, okay, cool. So like, you're saying this commercial that's point is <laughs> point because color. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you're saying this commercial that says make a statement failed to make a statement. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes a statement. I just think that it's like this perfume that claims to make a statement fails to do so. <laughs> I just feel like it's it's uh, it falls under the same category. I think like a lot of early '90s, specifically like fashion. Oh yeah. Events. I mean the point where SNL is making fun of them, where of it's course. just like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> kind of thing because of the MTV influence. So like all you needed to do is be cool. But I think that's the way about a lot of ads now. When I see like ads where it just looks like um, something taken with an, the old hipstamatic app, but oh yeah, where it's just like you know flares of light and it kind of looks like it could be a vintage video from the 70s and it's just like people flipping their hair and kind of like laughing at a beach and i'm like what the hell is this it's a throwback because like one of the commercials i put on here there's like early 80s is uh tame conditioner Ooh, i'm gonna look for this one yeah tame conditioner you the actors this is very uh, you have to watch this one because uh the acting is superb because of the lines that they say um just watch it. I think I gave you the, the link. This year, I gave up bubblegum, sweatshirts, and the frizzies. Beauties like you, frizzies won't do. So deep frizz the frizzies with tame. This year, I gave up the boy next door and the frizzies. Beauties like you, frizzies won't do. So deep frizz the frizzies with tame. The only thing I'll ever give up is the frizzies. See, you have to stop it because then it. But yeah, the only thing I'm giving up is a frizzies. And cut. Man, and knowing what I know about like commercial auditions now, just knowing that that's who they. They picked, yeah. yeah. I doubt it. They probably saw this person at a mall. For sure. And they're like. You yeah. have great hair. Come and do this commercial. Yeah, for I'm giving up the boy next door. You could tell like there was kind of get back to like they don't know what to do because like that one where she's like I gave up the boy next door and the frizzies and she doesn't know where to go next and she kind of, there's like this hesitation where she's like okay yeah and for some reason an editor didn't think that part wasn't necessary. They probably left it in on purpose. Oh. They probably met her on set and they're just like fuck this person. I'm gonna leave it in for out of spite and the director's like yeah just do it. Frizzies is kind of another term like ozone, where it's like, gone. There's an advertising legend named Dave Ogilvie, um, who has an agency, um, and his big thing, there's the four things any good ad needs, and I want to see if the tame conditioner ad fits these. <laughs> Great. Uh, creative brilliance, aka like the big idea. He was very big on like, you gotta have the big idea for an ad campaign, meaning like, for example, with like, a, I'd like to share a Coke. Um, that, you know, sells sort of what uh, Coca-Cola is really trying to accomplish. Does Tame Conditioner have the big idea? 
it's giving up something yeah it's changing your ways because you i think that's the main the big idea right yeah if like i'm giving up this the boy uh, next door. The boy next door. It's in like exchange for that weirdo in a convertible. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. He was definitely gonna uh, take her to the side of the road, and bad things were gonna happen. Oh and boy. Become a lifetime movie. Either that, or he was just gonna like uh, just talk about his Ferrari the whole time yeah. when they're at the club and they can barely hear, and he's just shouting about it. Um, another one is research. Like you need to know your research. You have to have done research before you can like write about it. Or do you think that they did a bunch of research no. about the frizzies? No. No, none. No, I think they did a them. survey across the nation said, what is your main concern? And most people said the frizzies. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> I don't think so. So uh, far, this is not meeting those requirements, I don't think. I think this is Mad Men level, <laughs> you know. Um, I think, yeah. Does, uh, the, the other two things were, does uh, the product yield actual results? Like, and can you prove that in the commercial? Like, do I mean, we think that tame conditioner really does tame the frizzies? Did you see their hair? I mean, their hair did look good. That's, I'm just saying. Does that? I know. Um, I don't know if it's still true, but I remember learning once about like the laws of advertising food mm-hmm. and how you can change it however you want, but it has to still be that food you're advertising. Like right. Campbell's can put marbles in the bottom of the bowl so that the noodles go to the top, but it has to be chicken. It has to be Campbell's soup. It, I wonder, that should be true with commercials. Like you should have to use that product exactly. to make them look that It way. shouldn't be like all yeah. sussed up and whatever. Have confidence in what you're trying to sell. And the last thing that Oakley was big on was professional discipline. So ad execs, uh, needed to like hone their craft and train the next generation of advertisers and if you're going to promote something uh whether it's their tv or radio or whatever you had to apply yourself and create the best campaign possible do you think that they applied themselves here or do you think this was just sort of like they showed up monday and then took the rest of the week off and started a ton of cocaine i mean yeah i think this is the end of the disco era and they're just like phoning it in because everybody's just exhausted <laughs> and they've been on a long coke binge and just like i don't know and based on that bottle, I don't think the people who created Tame really Yeah, they really cared. didn't. But it the, was just a white bottle. The one thing that wasn't phoned in was the music. Because mm-hmm. right. that was that was during the party phase that they recorded that. And then the, the rest was an afterthought. I've got an idea for a song. And then they did a commercial to that song. Cars, I feel like, are such a staple of the advertising world. So I was just going to pull up like one just to make sure we got it in there. Although there are so many. This is the popular and affordable 1992 Toyota Corolla. Now close your eyes and imagine what it would look like completely redesigned. No peeking, with a larger interior, a more powerful engine, uh uh-uh, and yes, a driver's side airbag. Okay, open your eyes. Presenting the all-new 1993 Corolla by Toyota. Still a great value and a welcome addition to the family. Any family. They the got Simpsons they got the out, Simpsons, but they d- could not get the VO actors or something. Yeah, so they oh, probably wanted. So it's just the animation, and in my head, I'm like, did they steal that from the Fox lot? Like, I have no idea. Yeah, and they did they like, were yeah. they talking to the Simpsons of saying no peeking? Yeah. If I was ever in a financial position where I could like be picky about what car I was gonna get, maybe car commercials would be more helpful to me. <laughs> <laughs> but like unless there's a commercial that's like that's very the true. cheapest that's easiest to parallel park and gas mileage is good like well now it feels like 
it's either like yeah the power or it's keeping your family safe they're so manipulative mm-hmm. about like showing like car accidents happening yeah. and it's being like you know yes. in that moment it's like jesus christ it's so it's very uh, traumatic. It's very, yeah, it's very traumatic because, like, you're seeing, like, this family of four, you know, it's like having fun being like, hey, you want to get people? <laughs> and then it's like it's slow yeah. motion. And then all of a sudden they see their life flashing before that. It's like, oh, the birth of my child. And it's like their first walk. And it's like all this shit that's going on. It's like, how am I supposed to feel about this? Like, yeah. buy this car or your family will die. <laughs> it's like a PSA. And the answer is get this specific car. Yep. Yeah. And guess what? It works because I'm yeah. trying to get a new vehicle that's safer for mm-hmm. my baby. Uh, JD Power and Associates. Yeah. <laughs> Who are those people? We um, already watched Skip It. Okay. Mm-hmm. That song. Is there I another, still sing is that there song. another one of the sponge that you that just made you go, um, what? Um, oh, Bubble Tape. Ooh. That, that man. That yes. not them. Yes. So, this is a long one. Wait, no, that's uh, Bubblicious. You're right. But that Hold one's on. good too, but. No, the. the the bubble, this one right here. It's the truth! Your principal can smile, can swim, can run, and can stand bubble tape. Your school bus driver can drive, wears curlers, makes funny noises, won't try bubble tape. No way, Jose! Bubble tape, it's six feet of bubble gum for that's all attitude. Yeah. That's what I'm t- talking about, like, where, like, the style of it, it's very, like, yeah. MTV. And it reminds me, if you've ever seen a Nickelodeon kids yeah, sketch show, exact, you can't do that on yeah. television. It's that same animation. It's the exact I think same, it's the yeah. same person who I did that. And, like, uh, because it's exactly that same art, which is, like, uh, inspired by Terry Gilliam, you know, like, that type yeah. of... Mm-hmm. I, it's the opening of... You can't, you can't do, that do that on television. On television. Sure. And then, like, that the, the guy who's playing all those parts, and then it sounds like Charles Nelson Riley, he's like, I can't stand Bubble tape it's like, <laughs> so weird it's, it's also like the things they list off about your principal he can't rap i'm like did i think he could no. yeah he's a principal but i'm that's, not concerned I, i've never that never been crossed my can mind you, that's its own, can you rap bubble tape voice <laughs> but that's a that's a genre of the time like of like uh, a adult like kids rule and adults mm-hmm. drool yes. it's like that whole thing because that's where we probably won't get to it but like the apple jacks thing is like yeah. we eat what we, we like and then like the frosted mini wheats mm-hmm. of just being like they think i'm a good wholesome boy and it's like because of the like it, the the different sides of it, you know, yes. like the kids love it because of the sweet taste, but the adults think I'm being yeah. responsible. Because Kid of the tested, wheat. mother approved. There's like Kix was the only one where everyone could agree. That's true. Yeah, Kix was the family service yeah. of cereals. Yeah, it was just. Like, <laughs> it really was. It's just like your just like, grandmother uh, bought it, just like she'd yeah. clip it out in the newspaper and be like, "Isn't this funny? Well, it made me Kix. think of you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my grandma always had Kix for us, so you're right. Uh, and gonna, Family Circus book. It's a happy medium. I'm going to play that Apple Jacks one because, yes. Hey, guys, can you turn it down? You know, I tried some of those Apple Jacks the other day. They didn't taste like apple. That's the coolest part of all. Why? Dad, you don't get it, do you? I guess I don't. Cheese old. Apple Jack cereal is part of this complete breakfast. We eat what we like. I'm terrified that my daughter is going to talk about me like that. <laughs> He's old, just because I don't understand the cereal she eats. And it's such an honest question. It's tastes. It, it's called Apple Jacks, and it doesn't taste like apples. Why do you like it? No discernible reason. Yeah. Idiot. yeah. <laughs> Idiot, you're old. And then that guitar, wow. 
it it does just feel like like I feel like if this had happened in my family and somebody had said you know uh, and I had responded with that answer of like you don't get it you're old they'd be like come here like, <laughs> right, yeah. it would be such a talking to of like you are being so rude <laughs> I you just pointed out <laughs> I pointed out it didn't taste like <laughs> apples you told me Dad, you're embarrassing me in front of my friends. But I don't care. Do I look like I care? I work very hard to buy you fancy cereal. I came in here to tell you to turn down the letters to Cleo, and then you give me this shit. Well, just like, you know, kids versus adults with like a huge thing. And yeah. like, but the, the kids, though, had the attitude of the Gen X teenagers mm-hmm. that yes. they put onto the kids to be like, yeah. So, yeah, that Frost Mini Wheats one, I remember that one, too. And it's just like, just building up that this like idiot mm-hmm. elderly neighbor you could give dummy him, yeah my cereal has frosting you old <laughs> bitch <laughs> <laughs> you you went the right way with it i <laughs> totally just <laughs> uh, I what, totally, did, what did we talk about with the m&ms i know what exactly the case? i know I, right I, back. I have to go back to therapy <laughs> i have to go back to correctional like yeah uh, i know, have to work on myself you it's know? all the watching of 90s commercials it, it really is it took me to back it. to that that yeah. that time frame where i thought it was okay and i know now it's not mm-hmm. you're going back to a world of talk boys and talk girls exactly and that's not we're living in that post-society talk boy talk girl world even a lot of Cleo, yes. i think that we should end yes. on this living in the 90s cd commercial which is very long yeah it's two minutes i i so thought i got I the like- shorter one but it, it turned out to be the whole ad that they would air on mtv like it late at night i'll watch no. it when it comes to the music of the 90s anything goes music today is everywhere no need to label it if it's good we'll play it that's why we got living in the 90s two and a half hours of the coolest songs on two cds and two cassettes check it out You'll be amazed at who you'll find on Living in the 90s. They're sex symbols. What's up, Doc? Carrie Rock. Basketball stars. What's up, Doc? Carrie Rock. Sensitive rockers. Legendary artists. Living in the 90s has the songs you know, the songs you love, and the songs you just can't live without. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. There's only one thing left to say about living in the 90s. You're unbelievable. To order, call the number on your screen or send check or money order. Two CDs, $26.99. Two cassettes, $21.99. Rush delivery available. Living in the 90s is not sold in stores. 
Frank, say thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Why do you know that? Uh, where can people find you? Uh, Anything you want to plug? Any of that? Yeah, actually, uh, I'm part of a sketch group at UCB uh, in LA. Uh, we have a show at Sunset on Saturdays. We're about to start another run because uh, it's like a review. We take a month off, we write it, and it runs for uh, eight weeks. Uh, but the name of the group is Squadron. So just look up Squadron on the UCB Sunset schedule. Uh, we have a new show coming up. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Frank Garcia Hale, H-E-J-L. Uh, you can follow me there. I think maybe I have a YouTube page too. I think maybe I'll upload a lot of these, maybe make a playlist. Uh, I'll, put, I'll post it on my Twitter, a link to a playlist with all these uh, commercials so that you can kind of watch them. Yeah, and uh, yeah. we'll also share we'll, that. Yeah, we'll get that. Definitely we'll sort it out. Because everybody needs to experience these. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll create a playlist so that way you can look it on look it up on YouTube. Uh, I don't think there's anything else to plug because, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And spread the word. Tell anyone that you think would like to give us a listen to give us a listen. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WhyDoYouKnowThatPod. And if you have questions or comments, you can email us at WhyDoYouKnowThatPod at gmail.com. I'm Steve. And I'm Nadia. Well, let's do this again sometime. Yeah, let's. Okay. Uh-huh.